I invite you to take your Bibles, if you will, and turn with me to the New Testament book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. We're continuing our series on By Faith where the preacher, the writer of Hebrews, takes us through various Old Testament characters. And today, we will be looking at Enoch. Enoch, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5. By faith, Enoch was taken so that he did not experience death. And he was not found because God had taken him. For it was attested before he was taken away, that he had pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God, for whoever would approach him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Will you pray with me? God, we give you thanks for your holy word and for the privilege of studying it together. And now as I stand before these, your people, this, your church, I pray that this would be your message and not my own. Through the name of Jesus the Christ, amen. The preacher of Hebrews has been leading us through this whole hall of faith, telling us that faith is that vital part of our lives. And today we've learned the story of Enoch, a man who walked with God and was taken by God because he pleased God. This actually comes from the Old Testament book of Genesis. So I invite you to turn back in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 5, beginning at verse 21. Genesis chapter 5, beginning at verse 21, where we read, When Enoch had lived 65 years, he became the father of Methuselah. Enoch walked with God after the birth of Methuselah, 300 years, and had other sons and daughters. Thus all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch walked with God, then he was no more, because God took him. When someone dies, we get together with families and we prepare the service. We write tributes. We write the obituary. What are some of the things that we remember from someone? And when it comes time to buy the monument or put a monument at a cemetery or graveyard, we often think of what is the epitaph that we want to place on it? What do we want to say? What is it that characterized this person's life? If Enoch had died, I think the epitaph, he walked with God, would have been a great thing to have said. And I've often thought, wouldn't that be a great thing to be on our marker someday that they walked with God? What does it mean to walk with God? Walking with someone can, can be a significant time. When we walk with someone, we begin to share life Together. We talk to one another. We pause sometimes to look at something closer. Did you see that? Come over here and look at this. And, and we'll spend time sharing life, becoming intimate. And if you walk with someone on a regular basis, then those conversations just start going deeper and deeper and deeper. 
As a matter of fact, throughout my ministry in previous years, I, I actually would spend time running with either other ministers or I would run with members of the congregation. Every morning we would get up, meet somewhere, go for a run. And you really get into some great conversation of sharing life together. Enoch walked with God. Imagine what that means of sharing life together with God, stopping to look at things with God, becoming more and more intimate with God, having a friendship with God. And there's not much told about Enoch. It's, he's just mentioned in a, a couple of verses throughout the Bible. The main thing that we hear about him, though, is not about him so much. Not that there is a, a lot of things said, but it's what was said. Genesis 5.24 says, Enoch walked with God. Hebrews, when the writer of Hebrews shares the story, Hebrews 11.5 says, he pleased God. There was an intimacy between Enoch and God. There was a friendship between them. And Enoch walked with God when walking with God was not always the easiest thing to do. Sometimes we look at how difficult things are in our world today and we go, but it's so much harder today. When people say that, sometimes I wonder, have we read the Old Testament? Because there were times in the Old Testament that things were pretty hard. As a matter of fact, you have to remember that Enoch is the great-grandfather of Noah when God had had it up to here. I mean, it wasn't always the easiest thing, but in spite of the fact that it was difficult, Enoch had a close relationship with God regardless of what was happening in the world around him. As a matter of fact, we learn in the book of Jude that Enoch actually prophesied about the evil that was going on in the world. Jude chapter 1, verse 14. It was also about these that Enoch, in the seventh generation from Adam, prophesied saying, See, the Lord is coming with 10,000 of his holy ones to execute judgment on all and to convict everyone of all the deeds of ungodliness that they have committed in such an ungodly way. And of all the harsh things that ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are the grumblers, the malcontents. They indulge their own lust. They are bombastic in speech, flattering people to their own advantage. It, it wasn't that Enoch lived during this great time of Disney where they lived happily ever after. It was still a difficult life, but Enoch leaned on God. He leaned on his relationship and friendship with God, and then God took him. We're told that Enoch was one of the two. Enoch and Elijah are the two in the Bible that did not experience physical death, but were received into the arms of God into everlasting life without going through that. Enoch was walking with God, and God then received him into everlasting life. A.W. Tozer, who was an American author, a theologian, and preacher, once wrote about it this way, and I thought it was kind of beautiful the way he says this. He said, we have many examples of God walking with people. Take, for example, Enoch. The Bible says, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him, Genesis 5, 24. Now listen to this. He goes, 
I can just imagine the fellowship those two had together. Then one day, the walk took longer than usual. And God looked at Enoch and said, My house is closer. Why don't you come home with me tonight? And Enoch just disappeared. I mean, don't you love the image of the intimacy there that they're walking along and, and all of a sudden God just looks over at his friend, the one who walked with him, the one who shared life with him and said, my house is closer. Why don't you just come home with me tonight? Walking with God, Hebrew says, by faith, Enoch. His faith in God, his relationship with God was so strong. And God's desire for us is that we walk with Him. As a matter of fact, if you look over in Micah chapter 6, verse 8, you hear these words. He has told you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. To do justice, to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. Walking with God is not to be just a unique experience that we saw Enoch did. It's God's desire for you and God's desire for me that we walk with God. And again, catch that, it's walking with God, not ahead of God and not tagging along behind God, but walking with Him. When we get ahead of God, all of a sudden we start getting into our agendas. And we're going, come on, God, catch up with where I want to go. And I begin setting the direction. It's not walking ahead of God. That becomes problematic. And it's the thing that is so easy for us to do in our lives. We want to run ahead of God. We want to get to our agendas and our tasks and what's going on in our lives and our world. And we're going, God, I hope you can get along with what we're doing. It's walking with God. And not behind God, because that shows a hesitancy on our part where God is having to drag us into His plan and drag us into His kingdom. But when we walk with, we're walking in sync. We're together. As a matter of fact, Amos chapter 3, verse 3 puts it this way, Do two walk together unless they've agreed to do so? You're in agreement to walk together. Eugene Peterson, as I've shared with you before, paraphrases the scripture. It's a difference in a translation. A paraphrase is rewording into our own words. And when Peterson paraphrases Amos 3, verse 3, he said, do two people walk hand in hand if they aren't going to the same place? Hand in hand, going the same direction. It was Henry Ford who once said, those who walk with God always reach their destination. Walking with God. Not ahead, not behind, but with God. But Enoch is actually included in what's known as the hall of faith. So the important thing then to look at that Hebrews is trying to remind us of is Enoch walked with God because he had faith in God. He had that assurance. He had that conviction. He had that faith in who God is. Again, verse 5 of Hebrews 11, By faith, Enoch was taken so that he did not experience death, and he was not found because God had taken him. 
For it was attested before he was taken away that he had pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. For whoever would approach him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. You see, walking with God builds the relationship. It builds the faith. And each day when we walk with God, each part of our lives when we're walking with with God and including God in our lives and what we're experiencing in our lives, then our faith even grows stronger. And one of the ways then when we walk with God is that we spend time in conversation. When you walk with someone, you tend to talk to them. Otherwise, it gets awkward pretty quick. And as we walk together with God, conversation then becomes part of the journey, part of the walk. And we call conversation with God prayer. I've shared before, I think so many times we make prayer more complicated than it has to be. Prayer is simply conversation with God. So when I pray, I talk to God just like I would talk to anyone else. It's conversation with someone that I love, worship, and adore, and someone who's also a friend. And when I go walking, I love to pray out loud and have conversation out loud with God. George Whitfield was a contemporary of John Wesley. He actually attended the Holy Club, the Bible study that John and Charles Wesley were part of at Oxford. And, and, and he tells the story of a man who was in Scotland, and he's speaking to his friends on his deathbed. And this man lying on his deathbed said, Could these curtains or these walls speak? They would tell you what sweet communion I have had with my God here. What a beautiful thought that someone is on their deathbed about to be received into the arms of God and shares with their friends, man, if these curtains and walls could talk, They would tell you of sweet communion I've had with my God here. So later, when Whitfield is actually sharing a sermon on walking with God based on the scripture of Enoch, he says, Believers keep up and maintain their walk with God by secret prayer. The spirit of grace is always accompanied with a spirit of supplication. It is the very breath of the new creature, the fan of the divine life, whereby the spark of holy fire kindled in the soul by God is kept in, but raised into a flame. Conversation with God where we share what's happening in our lives, sweet communion with God, where we talk to God about what we're experiencing on this journey. Walking with God is an intimacy. But if you're walking with someone, you sure hope that both are doing the talking because it can become annoying pretty quick if you're walking with someone and they do all the talking. So part of the relationship in walking with God is not simply doing the talking, but also doing the listening. Oftentimes, when we have conversation with God, it tends to be a one-way conversation. Dear Lord, we go through everything that we want, then we say amen about the time God's ready to go. We've hung up. Walking with God, conversation with God, is not only our speaking, 
but listening. It's sharing life, which means we're not only ones doing the sharing, but God gets to share with us. It's where we pause and listen to God speak, to hear the word of God. And as we're on this walk, I'm reminded then of the psalm, Psalm 119, verse 105, that says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. As I'm walking, it's your word that is the light unto my feet as we're on this journey and the light to my path. Walking with God gives us confidence wherever we are and whatever we're going through in our lives. I love the 23rd Psalm. It's a Psalm of David. David, as you know, was a shepherd. And David is writing about this intimacy with God. The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I could possibly need. But then the 23rd Psalm, verse 4, he says, And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even though I walk through the darkest valley... I fear no evil. Why? For you're with me. You're walking with me. We're walking together. I'm walking with God. Whether I'm celebrating the high mountaintop or the, the deepest, darkest valley, I don't have to be afraid because we're walking together. And you are with me. Walking with God helps us to, to go through the ups and downs of life. Henry Nouwen, another great scholar, a priest, and author, he, he writes and shares, he said, I can be happy or unhappy in all situations. I'm sure of it because I have been. I have felt distraught and joyful in situations of abundance as well as poverty in situations of popularity and anonymity, in situations of success and failure. The difference was never based on the situation itself, but was always on my state of mind and heart. Catch this. When I knew I was walking with God, I always felt happy and at peace. When I was entangled in my own complaints and emotional needs, I always felt restless and divided. Walking with God is a cherished gift. The intimacy with a God who could create the world by merely saying the words. The intimacy with a God who so loved the world that He would give His only begotten Son to die on a cross for us is a treasure. Enoch, even though he was long before the time of Jesus the Christ, understood the joy of walking with God and he pleased God. And what does the Lord require of you and of me? What is God seeking for from us? But that we do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with your God. God wants to walk with you and share life with you. Paul puts it another way in Colossians chapter 2, verse 6, when he said, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, continue to live your lives in Him. It's an intimacy rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith. By faith, Enoch, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving.
Billy Graham, the great pastor and evangelist, said, Most of all, God has blessed us by giving us the privilege of knowing Him and walking with Him every day. He did this by sending His Son into the world to die for our sins. Most of all, God has blessed us and given us the privilege of knowing Him and walking with Him every day. And our family, and where I'm from, you had to be an Andy Griffith fan. We grew up watching Andy Griffith, learning about him as a character because he grew up not far from us. And, and Mount Airy, of course, is Mayberry. But Andy Griffith once said, I was baptized alongside my mother when I was eight years old. Since then, I've tried to walk a Christian life. And now that I'm getting older, I realize that I'm walking even closer with my God. By faith, Enoch walked with God. Someday, my family and friends will gather together and they will be remembering me and talking about, you know, do we put up a marker or what do we say about Terry? I hope and I pray that it will cross someone's mind to say, well, one thing is he walked with God. That's my goal. And what a goal it is to walk intimately with God. What about you? Are you walking with God? Sometimes people will come by and they will go, walk with me. And you know, when they say that, there's a conversation that's about to be held. Maybe one of the most powerful conversations you'll experience. Hear these words today. Your God is walking by you and going, walk with me. I want to share life together. I want to be friends together. I want to be intimate with you. Walk with me. Will you pray with me? God, we are so grateful for your love and grace, and we are so grateful that you are a God who can create the entire world by saying the word, and yet a God who desires to be so intimate with us that you want to walk with us, to share life with us, and you want us to walk with you. Not ahead, not behind, walk with you. And God, we pray that everyone who is hearing the scripture, hearing these words, will pause, reflect, look around and evaluate with whom are we walking? And am I walking every day with you? So help us to hear the call that you have for us. Walk with me. Walk with me. In the name of Jesus the Christ, amen.